Before this episode of The Columnist, a quick note of thanks to everyone who has listened to this show. I'd love it if you would do a quick favor, rate and review The Columnist wherever you are listening to these episodes. And while I've got you, please share the show with your friends, family, and colleagues. It all helps us to continue to do this show, which we love doing and want to share it with as many people as possible. The Columnist is part of the Bad Producer Podcast Network. You can find all of our shows at badproducerproductions.com. That's enough from me. Now, Justin Smith's The Columnist. I'm Justin Smith, a writer and radio guy in Melbourne, and this is The Columnist. There are a few things worse than the thought of a sick child, and it softens the heart of most people, but not, it seems, the Morrison government. They've been detaining the Miragubbin family on Christmas Island for years, and that family includes two young girls, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. The littlest one, Anika, has been sick, and it's, again, highlighted the dreadful existence of this family, and it's highlighted that this country is just not as good as we think it is. So this is something I wrote. When I used to travel as a young bloke, I used to love telling people I was Australian. There seemed to be an inherent niceness that came with being from the country at the bottom of the world. But in the last few years, there have been things that have me considering a Scottish accent the next time I'm allowed to travel through the borders. Things like rubbing sandpaper on a cricket ball to cheat, or anything Bernard Tomic says out loud, or allegations of a woman being raped on the couch of a cabinet minister. These things drain me of pride for Australia. The latest shame comes from the treatment of the Miragupan family. These people have been locked in detention on Christmas Island since 2019, and their three-year-old girl, Danika, became ill after being denied treatment. She has finally been evacuated to a Perth hospital, but as soon as she's well, she'll go back into a cage. These people, known as the Billowella family, were living as good citizens in the central Queensland town before they were removed for extradition. Through the courts, they've been battling to stay, and while that all plays out, they've been locked on Christmas Island. Danika's parents came to Australia about 10 years ago, by boat, and they shouldn't have done it that way, but they did. Their lives are complicated. All lives are complicated. It is in the power of the Morrison government, with Karen Andrews as the Home Affairs Minister, to allow them to stay, but they refuse. Sadly, I believe this family is just the wrong colour for the Morrison government, and their names are long and strange and hard to pronounce. If they were white and had proper names like Scott and Karen, they would have had a better chance at compassion. And there is room for understanding and compassion, but only for some. Former Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton, that's another good name, Peter, has intervened in the past, including a couple of white au pairs who were working for white people with Peter's personal mobile number. The Miragapan family had no such access to a minister, so they had to get locked up. I don't believe the opposition, by the way, would do any better. Labor's border protection policies were a disaster. The coalition have done a better job since taking power, but they still lack heart and they lack nuance. The key problem is that we have Morrison as the Prime Minister. Despite his feverish worshipping at the Pentecostal churches, at his core, he's a politician who only deals with things that are of immediate political benefit to him and his party. So saving a non-white family is just not something he needs to do for political survival. And a name like Thanika Maragupan is hard to fit into a snappy slogan. 
In fact, being cruelly obstinate to this family will probably have a few of his supporters cheering. And Morrison loves to be cheered. Because sadly, it feels like we've become a nation of people who judge a political party and what it can do for us, rather than what it can do for others. I don't want to be ashamed of my country. But I also know it's exactly how you're supposed to feel when you lock up children. So that's what I wrote. Hello, Angela. Angela Fredericks has been a long-time friend of the family and a noisy voice trying to tell the world what this country is doing to these people. And she started a petition to free them. At the time of recording this podcast, the numbers are well over half a million. I gave her a call. Where, where are things at at the moment? Yeah, so um, from a health perspective, yep. um, little Tani, she is um, she's improving. So um, she's responding well to the antibiotics. They're still waiting on some um, medical results in terms of, you know, treatment plan and things. So um, it is looking at this stage, she'll be in hospital until next week. Medically, that's getting better. Psychologically, she's very distressed, particularly being separated from her dad. They won't let the whole family out, will they, to be with her? So, <laughs> No, that would be too compassionate. That, that would um, be... Uh, we don't want to be delving into the right thing to do here, do we? No, it's all no, it's awful. No. With this poor family, it is, it is hard, to, hard to know where to start. Before before the illness, um, how were they how were they going with this? So look, it had been um, quite a rough month. So after Karen Andrews in a press conference, she had spoken about community detention. That was something um, media really picked up on, and then um, supporters started picking up on, even though we'd had no direct contact with it. However, unfortunately, that did get to Priya and the Des. So there was actually quite a lot of hope for them that they were going to be released, you know, into a house on the island. So when that didn't happen, they really sunk into a depression. So hence our our fear when all the resettlement stuff was being said yesterday, it was like, here we go again, another carrot being dangled. You know, this, this poor family, they are just so fatigued and exhausted that it's just horrible watching. When they were living in central Queensland, when they were living in the town, I mean, mm. it seems like they were really loved and they were uh, such a big part of that uh, community and, and far from being something that we need to hide away on an island somewhere, but something mm. they were really something to be proud of. Absolutely. Like, in, in my opinion, they were an immigration success story. <laughs> You know, they yeah, they were that. a couple. They were a couple that followed, you know, followed the request to go regional, came to our town, took on work that we can't find locals to do, um, in the abattoir, and they were just le- living a very simple, modest life here. You know, and that's all they want. Like they don't want anything massive. They just want to be able to, you know, even Priya. But to me recently, she was like, no, we just want him to work and pay taxes. Yes. Um, you know, that's, yeah. that's all they want. The thing that has concerned me here and the thing that I'm writing about in the column is that um, one of my fears is that they are the wrong colour 
for this government. Mm. Uh, and if they weren't the colour that they were uh, and they were a little on the whiter side, they would, they would have a lot mm. better chance at compassion. It makes me sick to say that, but they have oh, allowed, you know, absolutely. there is room for oh, compassion we, and they haven't got it for yeah. these people. And it's not even, you know, let's even take compassion. I don't talk about compassion with this government now. Um, it, it's actually about looking at their own their own powers they've written into policies and acts and it, it's looking at faxing cases and, you know, that ministerial intervention power, they have used that on so many thousands yes, of cases. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, um, this actually isn't setting a precedent. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not triggering anything, anything else, but it's purely, and I do believe there's long, there's a long association with Sri Lanka. You know, my, my gut sense is there is a deal with the Sri Lankan government around the boat and, and that's pretty much why they just, yes, they yeah. just won't even come well, there's to the be Well, there's got to be something because, as we know, the governments have got to deal with complicated stories, but human beings are complicated. Uh, oh, you know, we can't perfect. stick everybody in the same box. And, I mean, we, I mentioned in the column that Peter Dutton has allowed a couple of au pairs uh, hmm, who were white, exactly. I might point out, a couple of au pairs yeah. off the hook. And you would need to look at that individual circumstance to see whether he's done the right thing or not because it's bloody yeah. complicated and it's complicated oh, exactly. with your friends. Yeah, and, and this is why they actually put the ministerial power in, in the act. Yeah. It's because they know there are individual circumstances that are not going to completely fit in the immigration policy system. And so it's for these cases that are a bit different or a bit unusual where they can step in. What do you want to see happen from here? I think it's a, it's a pretty uh, – I think I know the answer that's going to come, but yeah. what, do you, what do you want to see happen here? We want to see them taken yeah. off the island. Well, we want first, to see them put back first, in the community. The first step is Nadez and Kofika to be brought to Perth Hospital so that they can all be together as a family. And then the next step, once Tarnik as well, on a plane back to Billabilla. Tell me something, because, uh, you know, we've seen their faces so many times now and I hope we see them a lot more uh, to try and get this mm-hmm. solved. But tell me tell me some good things about this family. Tell me something nice about them that yeah. d- doesn't relate to this. So this, the story I love, so when I went and visited them on Christmas Island, the first time I went, I was playing hairdressers with the girls um, and they used my hair ties and I put them in their hair. When I visited them, you know, over seven months or six months later, Nadez came to me with my hair tie and gave it back to me. This, like this, this is the sort of people um, who just—they don't want for anything except peace. They are just, you know, the most genuine, beautiful souls who, you know, they they show their love through their cooking, their hospitality. They just want to be peaceful and that's all we want that's angela fredericks sign the petition let the family out they are better australians than the people trying to keep them in i'll keep writing let's talk soon the columnist by justin smith and bad producer productions understanding the world we live in by understanding what you're going through one conversation at a time